This is Talking Business. My next guest is Harry Sanders, who's the founder and CEO of Studio Hawk. G'day, Harry. Thanks, Alan. Yes. Um, now, uh, you're now 22. I am. You started Studio Hawk, an SEO Google agency, um, four years ago. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what, you were 17? Yes, yeah, 17 at the time. Now, um, what were you doing? What were you doing then? What, what was I doing at 17? Well, I just finished up a role at my previous agency, so I was working for someone. I was head you of at school. There. I was, but not super often, uh, and that was a bit of a problem for my attendance. But I got through, uh, finished school um, while working at this agency, and they did a couple things that I wasn't super pumped about, maybe taking on some clients and some work that I didn't super agree with. So I thought, by God, I'll start my own company, and... Uh, yeah, it turned out to be a little bit more difficult than what I originally what, what, anticipated. What do you mean you didn't agree with it? You didn't like the yeah there the, were, the companies that were using you? A, a couple of practices that were happening. It's kind of like the reason why SEO has a bad name. Things weren't being done and kind of a lot of smoke and mirrors and and that kind of stuff was, was happening. And so I, I really wanted to start my own company, which didn't have any of that and just focused on just doing good SEO work for people. So how did you go about starting your own company well, at 17? What, what, <laughs> what did that involve? That involved a lot of different things. Uh, first of all, when I was 17, I actually got thrown out of home, right? So I was couch surfing and virtually homeless, right, um, at the time. So that was, that was insane. Well, that's and, bad. Oh, it wasn't ideal. Um, definitely gives you a bit of a hardship. Uh, gives you a bit of a uh, kick up the rear when you need it when you're starting a business. But Have you reconciled with your parents yet? I've reconciled with mum, good terms with mum, uh, not not so much with dad. It is what it is. Um, but, yeah, so that really got me that jump into business and that really allowed me to, I guess it was either make it work or who knows where I'd be if I didn't make that work. So, yeah. So how did you make it work? Well, initially it was just about over-servicing clients, right, getting on my first few clients and just making sure they absolutely loved us and raved about us. And still to this day, that's pretty much our primary marketing channel, right, getting clients to absolutely rave about us. Um, and so that's what we did. We really, well, I did at the time, worked with those first few clients and they just referred us work. Uh, and it took us a while, but that snowball started to happen. After about a year, we, we really, you know, I was in a share house. I actually had a bit of money and, um, yeah, we just kind of snowballed from there, hired some people and uh, have been, yeah, really successful because of it. So what is over-servicing in SEO, which stands for Search Engine Optimization? Mm. Yeah. What does that mean? So over-optimizing, so like really helping those clients. So in Search Engine Optimization, what, what we'll be doing is our job, we'll get hired by a company to increase their presence in something like Google, right? Why? If we're working with a company like Officeworks, that's worth, you know, roughly about $30 million a month, right? So if we can improve that, then you know, we're doing our job. Um, so we'll work with smaller businesses to go in and help their visibility and get them more sales. So at the start, realistically, we were charging like, you know, $500 a month, right? Which wasn't a large chunk because I was putting in probably 20, 30 hours of work to make this really work for them. Probably weren't making any money. If you looked at my hourly, Alan, it wouldn't have been a good hourly. But we really made it work for them and they got a lot of results. Because they got a lot of results and they had a lot of clients contacting them through the SEO, they referred us to their other business So buddies. what's the skill that's required? What, what's the skill that you bring 
to mm. these clients? So, uh, look, SEO, I like to think, is a perfect mix of creativity and logic, right? At the end of the day, you're working with an algorithm, but on the other hand, you have to be creative about the solutions you come up with to work with that. I think a good uh, the skills that I bring in is we have the technical knowledge to fix websites, right? So we fix all the technical issues that Google's looking at. And then throughout the eight years I've now been in SEO, I've amassed a massive network, kind of like in PR where you have different contacts. We call them backlink partners, and I'm able to secure those kind of relationships. Alan, you might go out to the market and you might need a link and it might cost you $300. Whereas us, because we have the economy of scale in those relationships, it might cost us $50. So that's really what we bring to the table for and these the brands. And the link, the link being what's important in the Google algorithm. Correct. Because they, they base their page rank on the number of links. Absolutely. Yeah, the quality of these links that are coming through is what essentially gives you that page rank or where you are in Google. So did you have to study the page rank algorithm and, and learn about it or did it just come to you naturally? Uh, I wish it came to me naturally. I spent many, many countless nights up digging down this rabbit hole, right? And I was self-taught, so I just learned by trialing and I used to run a lot of affiliate websites and a few travel websites as well, which is really how I learned how it all works. Um, and So, so that- would you say you're now an authority on the Google algorithm? And on the, do, I mean, do you really understand it? I think I understand it pretty well. Uh, I speak to guys like Martin Fox who come down to Melbourne and we chat about how Google works and how it does things, first and second way of rendering. Uh, definitely in the SEO space, I would say more of an authority. We won the SEMrush Awards last year, the Mumbrella Awards. Um, we are the largest dedicated SEO provider now in Australia. So Because uh, you only do SEO. Because right? we only do SEO. A lot of agencies do SEM as well, yeah, which is search engine marketing, and that correct. means paying money for AdWords, yes. whereas you only do uh, SEO. Correct. So we're a pure play. We do one thing, and we like to think we're pretty good at that. We just started an office in London as well, doing that exact thing. Um, there, Are there many other pure plays like you? Oh, there's a few. There's a, a few dozen pure play providers around Australia. Um, none are quite at the size we are or have the clients that we have. Um, but a few more companies are starting to transition, whether that be in AdWords or to SEO. I think what's happening in digital is a lot like what happened in the trades kind of industry where people are starting to go into specializations, right? Your sink's broken, you call the plumber, right? You're not going to call the handyman. And that's what's happening a lot in digital now, whereas you've had traditionally full-service conglomerates, you're starting to have specialized service providers uh, that are able to do the job cheaper and better. So what do you charge? What do we charge? Well, the starting price we do is about a grand a month, right? But to be honest, we don't make – that's more for training and to get them in the door and to grow their business, right? We also don't take on everyone. We turn about, about we turn away about 60% of the inquiries we get just because they're not good fits. As you would imagine, Alan, we've got to make sure that we can actually help the businesses rather than just take their money. There's no point. It ruins our reputation. Um, but that's kind of what it starts at month to month. And on the higher end, you'd have – you know, some of our bigger clients that are spending upwards of 50 grand a month. Um, so it kind of falls in that ballpark somewhere depending on what the client needs and honestly depending on what ROI we can get them. Right. So um, uh, what does it take to get somebody from page two of Google to page one? 
it takes three main things, right? There are three main factors, three main pillars at a very high level. There's the on-site stuff, so the technical issues that a website has, broken links, uh, page speed, all those kind of factors. The other one you touched upon is the links, so the quality of the links acquired. The third is the search intent. And what I mean by search intent is making sure that the content you have matches the query that the search is looking for. So if you're search, searching for investment advice, make sure that the content that's coming back is purely around that investment advice and matches that query and the intent they had behind it. So we do a lot of like trend research and trend analysis on what is trending, what topics you should be writing about and giving them to clients to write about. Right. So matching those three pillars together is the key ingredient to ranking for number one. Um, and uh, you, you mentioned the buying of links. Mm. Right, three hundred dollars versus fifty dollars. Mm. I think you mentioned yep. your links might cost fifty. Mm-hmm. Doesn't Google distinguish between links that have been bought and links that are uh, basically there because of the quality of the mm. website that's being linked? They to? absolutely do. In fact, they just released a new um, metric for links that are sponsored, um, as we call them. Now, the problem is, um, just like in a lot of things in life, you're not you can't directly pay for these links. You can't buy links. It's against Google's terms of service. However, you can sponsor articles. You can pay for articles to be created. There's all sorts of roundabout ways that it happens. Um, as much as for bigger brands, you can naturally acquire links by producing good content. For smaller brands, it is a lot more difficult. You will need to go out and employ more advanced methods to acquire those links. Um, now, that cost might just be labor. It might be the labor cost, but it might sometimes be a direct sponsorship fee. Uh, so that's how you get around it. You can't directly buy a link. Right. Do, do you think that Google is a durable monopoly? Um, a number of people have mm. attempted to you know, to break into that. Bing, Absolutely. Microsoft with mm. Bing, obviously, is one of them. Yeah. Bing is not Google, it stands for. Uh, there's one in Russia. I can't remember the name of it. There's one called Duck Duck Goose. Duck Duck Go. Yeah, Go. They're, they're, yeah. they're very strong at the moment. Um, there's a few, but nobody's really got more than a, you know a couple of percent of the market. Mm. Um, is Google going to hang on to its monopoly? I think what Google has on its side is they have a lot of their algorithm is done by machine learning, right? And that is, by definition, machine learning requires billions and billions of data points, something that, like you said, DuckDuckGo and Bing simply don't have. So it's harder for them to build manually by human an algorithm that is calculated by machine. Uh, To answer the question, I think DuckDuckGo um, is definitely building significance in the market because of their privacy-related policies, so they don't store your data. Um, but the problem with that is going to be monetizing it and, and doing all those things that Google has. But also, to do. Google's presumably got the clout to deal with the privacy issues. Yes, I, I would imagine. I don't yes, know. exactly. So, so it is going to be hard to displace Google at this point. Um, it would be my personal opinion. I also sit on the board of the Australian Web Industry Association, so I directly work with, you know, bodies that that regulate these kind of things and. I don't think they're interested in is breaking up those kind of companies. It's just making sure they're playing by the same rules that everyone else has to adhere to. What did you think? Did you read and uh, or pay much attention to the ACCC's work on uh, Google and Facebook? And, and what did you think of that? Yeah, so that's one of the bodies that we work with as part of AWIA. Um, I thought what they what was written is very interesting, and what is going on is. Definitely, I think some kind of inquiries are needed into what's going on, especially with the cost of AdWords to smaller businesses and even more enterprises, substantial. Um, But I think it is going to be difficult to, again, displace those kind of monopolies in what they do. Um, 
Yeah, look, I just, I mean, I should have asked this before, but mm. I, I, I did think that in order to get success with SEO, mm. you actually had to buy AdWords as well because Google wouldn't give you a decent mm. ranking um, through SEO if you mm. didn't give them money. Mm. Is that true? No, actually, it's, it's uh, completely unrelated. So the two services sit completely separate and they have to do it that way because, A, the way the algorithm's built, but, B, because of uh, antitrust laws out of Europe. If they were to do that, they would be in a lot of strife. But countless SEOs have done so many tests, more tests than you and I will ever have time to read, and the verdict has always been there's no resemblance um, right. between the two. And is it right that it's cheaper to use SEO than it is to use SEM? Um, sometimes. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Sometimes AdWords in the short term can be much cheaper. If you've just started a business and need direct sales now, sometimes AdWords is a way to go about it. Uh, whereas if you're longer term, you want to build up business over the next six months, year, two years, then yes, SEO will work out to be cheaper. It's kind of like you know buying a car versus renting a car for a week, right? But if you're going to own that car for the next three years, well, probably better to buy that car. Um, Same with uh, digital marketing. In fact, even though we are a pure play provider, I do recommend people use multiple channels of their marketing. It's always going to be the best way. Well, it's been fascinating, Harry. Thanks. (laughs) Thank you very much, Alan. Appreciate your time. I'll be talking to Harry Sanders, who's the founder and CEO of the SEO agency Studio Hawk. 